Wake the dead. Wake the dead. Wake the dead. With Sean McCann. Welcome back to the Occult Rejects with your hosts, Lux. And the MI Patriot. And today we got uh, Sean McCannellan from Wake the Dead podcast, one of the best podcasts out there, covering way different subjects than anybody else does, uh, taking time to do way more research than a lot of other people do, and it's very valuable for the community, and it's, um, it's, uh, it's great to have you on, man. Welcome. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I'm glad you're listening, and I'm glad that NY is listening to. Uh, I like to be part of the conversation. Oh fuck yeah! You know, I think you always yeah, have well. great stuff to bring on, man. That's why I love having you on this show, on my show. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Yeah. And you always so bring something doing... very good. That's like always makes me like, oh fuck! I didn't never even thought of that. I never saw that. You know? so, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's, man. it's like having my own Thank personal you. podcast with you on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little. It's a little lesson done. We, you know, because I mean, learning something new is always like, uh, oh, whoa. And then it's like such a positive experience and I want everybody to feel that like revelation, you know, and to understand. And then it, all the pieces fit in a better manner. You know, it's like a, that way the tapestry is more complete and you right. can see what's actually going on, you know. Exactly. So, so how did you, because you've been researching, well, you're always researching a bunch of different stuff, doing presentations, and what got you onto this subject that we're going to talk about today, which is more or less sort of <laughs> the fall of society and how we got here, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take another look at culture creation and take a look at how the Satanists have pulled us down the, into the depths of, of depravity and, you know, uh, uh, yeah, so today... We're, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, focus groups, motivational research, uh, the, the creation of desires within the people of America. And uh, this is, this was, we're going to be speaking about a gentleman named Ernest Dichter and his influence on our society and we're going to be speaking more about uh some of the inventions and what he has done for us in these days uh, and what where it has led uh, uh this guy um he works for the he works for the globalists um and so the Ernest Dichter we'll start with him Ernest Dichter is good. So this gentleman was, is from Vienna and he, he's a Jewish guy from Vienna and he, uh, he got a doctorate from the university of Vienna in 1934. He, uh, was there alongside Freud and the other psychoanalysts. Um, that was his profession, understanding the mind and, uh, how to manipulate the mind, which goes back to, you know what magic is and you guys talk about it a lot how uh, magic in general is understanding the processes of the mind you know understanding 
you know, how to control that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Ernest Dichter was like a professional with suit and tie doing, uh, magic and understanding, learning about the nature of the human mind and the processes therein. Um, I got here on my notes that he was Bernays on steroids. If you guys know about, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bernays, uh, Bernays wrote the book called Propaganda, and um, he has some wonderful quotes. The first paragraph of that book, everybody should read, um, where he describes how uh, the the desires of people are manipulated, and instead of having to control society with an iron fist, they can use uh, manipulation and psychoanalysis to steer society where they want it to go. And that's really what was happening. Um, this, uh, so it started in night. So in 1959, Ernest Dichter was hired by Mattel, which was a new toy company where they, uh, this toy company, they wanted to create a new toy and they were traveling the, uh, the, the, the team that was looking to discover, looking to research and find uh, what, you know, what they could do, where they could apply, you know, where they could start their business. And uh, the wife had an idea about paper dolls. She saw her daughter playing with paper dolls in the fifties. You could cut out like a, a photograph of a, of a woman or something. And then you got to cut out a photograph of a dress and then you can like fold the dress over the woman and have like little paper people, right? And uh, these are, you know, commonly dolls for kids were always for for little girls have always been a baby, like a baby doll, you know. So the kid can practice being a mom, you know. Like that's kids are kids play is to practice how they're gonna grow up and what they're gonna do when they become adults, and. Um, so toy manufacturers have been giving little girls babies this whole time because that's the role of the woman in society is to raise children, to be, a, you know, a nurturing, loving person. That's, uh-huh. that's the natural state of motherhood. Um, so that's what it's always been, right? And if you look around the time of the 50s, you look at uh, Alfred Kinsey, if you look at what society is doing, how it's changing after world war two, like world war two was like the propaganda was really pushed massively. Uh-huh. World war two. They were trying to convince people to go along with being, go along with war and to go kill the other people. And like, um, it was, and then, you know, they also had, you know, Disney did cartoons of, convincing people to pay income tax so that they can go fight the war effort. And, um, you know, before, before Hollywood movies, they would have these shorts in the movie theater where they would show a cartoon and they would show like a little Western clip, like a serials, they called them where, um, you know, it's like a five minute thing that would, it's like an episode of some superhero story that plays before a movie. You know how like nowadays they just have uh, 
you know, commercials, commercials. Yeah. It's basically, <laughs> yeah. So like in the old days, they would have these little film reels that they would run be- before the, the, the feature presentation and kids would go to the, to the movie theaters and they would, you know, pay a nickel and they'd get, and they'd sit, they'd be in there all day. You know, you got, uh, they would watch these serials and they would watch the cartoons from the Walt Disney corporation and the Walt, Walt Disney works with the military. Walt Disney is basically a extension of the U S military. And, uh, during the world war two, Disney's lot was taken over by the U S military. And it was just another outpost note that had tanks there and they had all the military equipment to go launch off into to the Pacific realm of, of the war. Like, uh, Disney was in LA or whatever, like there on the West coast. Uh, and so it it was also, so it was a strategic arm of the military (laughs) physically. And then what they did is they used cartoons and to be an arm of the military into the, the mind manipulation, culture creation. And so they, you know, like I said, they would have cartoons to convince you to pay taxes, cartoons to convince you that the Nazis are bad. They're other, you know, and, oh, the Japanese are mongrels and they're not people, that whole shit. So they even have shit that kind of is like almost pro joining the military. Oh yeah. Lots of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny too. I remember growing up watching some of those early (laughs) Disney cartoons, man, because I, I didn't, I didn't have cable growing up. So, we would get a lot of these old cartoons and I remember specifically being a kid watching them and feeling weird. But like this, something is weird about what I'm, I remember, you know, I think it was this, yeah. this show called Turkey Lurkey. I remember it specifically, dude. And uh, just feeling like, man, something about this is, is fucking with me. It's messing with me. Even as a kid. Really? That's great oh, that you were attuned to that and you could pay attention when, when you were a kid, other kids, they don't pay attention. You know, maybe that's why you ended up in the occult orders. You had a sensitivity to that, you know? I don't know, but yeah, they've been doing it for a very long time. So uh, this yeah. is, this is great. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Oh, around. Hey, oh, I love it. Um, so, okay. So in world war two, they had lots of propaganda. They were pushing the propaganda and it was effective. They, it really works. And um, there were rules against, you can't propagandize in America. You can only propagandize foreigners and, you know, other countries. And um, those rules were kind of bent. It's not really, I mean, it wasn't direct propaganda, but they changed the culture. Uh, they, before, like World War II, the greatest, the greatest generation or whatever, you know, they came home from war and they had, you know, the baby boom and they had white picket fence. And there was this, they were pushing on American public, like, the electric kitchen, the, you know, basically the more like we had this competition between communism and capitalism and America was like representing capitalism and we were showing the world that we could do it better. Right. And in order to like with communism, they tell you what you do, where you work, follow orders, right. Capitalism that you have to choose with with your own volition to pay money for this thing that you want, right? So 
they have to use, they have to manipulate your will to choose instead of just saying, this is what you're doing. You know, and that's really what magic is to manipulate another person's will. Mm-hmm. And totally. so they're, so they're like, this is, you know, this, this is the capitalist way. This is the way that's, that's, uh, you know, it's voluntarist. It's like, it's morally right to not force others, but you know, you got Satanists running this shit and it's gonna, you know, they, they, they have the front of it's morally right, but the subconscious is still being manipulated. And this, um, you know, it doesn't, there's a lot of underlying material. There's a lot of, uh, processes that are working below your liminal understanding of consciousness and when they show you a, a commercial for some thing you're going to look at it and be like oh they just want to sell me this thing but really they are inculcating many different ideas beliefs worldviews uh under the subtext into the person and so that's what this is what Barbie is. <laughs> Barbie doll is a uh, is a manipulation of society. It is creating the culture we live in today, and it has done for all these years since the fifties. And when I when we examine and take a look at where it has like what what Barbie does you can see that Barbie is pushing the envelope before the real occurrence, right? Like, so today they just, I mean, just recently they had a transgender Barbie, you know, for named after this tranny named Laverne Cox, like cock is in the name. The name says cock, you know, look at this. It's a woman, but its name is Cox. It's like, it's really (laughs) mentally, it's, you know it's so anyway like the the doll it has like muscular arms and it's like it's really weird and it's not only a true you know it's it's also a black transvestite like it's ooh, you know like they had a they had to check all the boxes you know and it's so bice, biceps barbie over here yeah, it's just tough like, <laughs> yeah, it, looks, yeah, it looks it looks like a madonna or something when she's twizzler arms five o'clock shadow <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so like Barbie is, uh, like Barbie kind of cuts the way Barbie is the, the nose under the camel's tent and it's, it's directed at the, at the children. So it's not like a direct, it's not influencing directly now. It will influence in 10 or 15 years when that little kid grows up. And what she thought and did as a kid is going to influence her as she gets older. And so instead of having a little baby to learn how to be a mom, she's got this sexy, uh, you know, alluring, sexy woman that uh, is definitely not a mother. And it's, it's like it's so instead of training the little girl to be a mom, it's like a feminist weapon to to change the 
the development of baby girls into seeing Barbie. I want to be like that. I want to be businesswoman Barbie. I want to be glamour woman Barbie, you know, and this, and then the, the child plays out scenarios of, you know, this is how I'm going to act when I'm older, you know, and it's like training the mind of the child. And then you have the Ken and then you like, they, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want with them. They don't object. Like there's that, there's that song, like the, from the nineties, like I'm a Barbie girl. And like, she says in the line, she's like, uh, you can, you know, you can comb my hair, undress me anywhere, you know, like you can, like I am a dissociative doll that you can undress and play with while, you know, you can do whatever you want with my, like, that's what the little, that's what the Barbie is. It's a, it's a little person that doesn't reject when you put it down and take its clothes off and inspect its body and, you know, do whatever, like, this is what a kid does. Kids are curious. What is this adult body? What is it all about? And, you know, once the parents go away, the, the kid is like making them have sex. And like, it's, it's introducing adult topics into a, a child mind and it's yeah, making it sure. normal. This is the future. This is your life in the future. You will be sexy doll toy, you know? And, um, I even just think the idea of like how women have thought they needed to model self from themselves from that image. Yes. Oh, that's huge. I mean, that's I just think of how many tons, millions of women probably that have been mind fucked over this idea of Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, we, my, uh, Jennifer and I were, we were watching some clips last night. You know, I was thinking about this subject and we stumbled upon the plastic surgery disasters of, people that want to be Barbie, you know, and they have like six, six ribs removed and shit so they can have a 12 inch waist. And like, it's the most, like they are deformed and destroyed and, you know, the years of paying money to doctors and all of the pharmaceuticals and all of the processes that they've paid for. It's, it's another economy. And that's one of the reasons why transgender is, being pushed so much because the pharmaceutical companies which run this country are they want more money they want to they want to pull money out of you if, instead of if you're not sick uh how do they make money off of you so if you're not physically sick they got to make you mentally sick so that you will cut up your body <laughs> because you know it's like it's a system of how do we make money off these people you know how do we create more slavery like money is slavery you know, you got to go do something that you don't want to get money. And then when they charge money, you got to go do more slavery to get what you want. It's like, so it's uh, voluntary slavery. <laughs> so it's not really freedom, you know, it, that whole thing. That's another rabbit hole. But, but in any case, the, uh, this is how they ensnare us into this trap of, of slavery. And so the, you know, the, the little girls grow up to want to be a sex doll that men want to touch and dominate. And they don't think about wanting to be mothers. Um, they, you know, it, it, it steers, 
the uh, it steers the imagination, you know. Like so, Ernest Dichter, he is he coined the term focus group. Oh wow! Yeah, he um he was trying to understand the unconsciously held beliefs and attitudes that cause people's behavior. And in understanding these things, he's also learning to manipulate them. So uh, Dichter promised to the corporations that he worked for that he would, the mobilization and manipulation of human needs as they exist in the consumer. So, wow. this, so he ultimately offered consumers moral permission to embrace sex and consumption. He forged the philosophy of corporate hedonism. So he was a big part of like, so the Barbie doll didn't start as Barbie. There mm. was, there was a before Barbie, the doll that it was, that it was derived from. Its name is called the build Lily doll. And I'm going to show you some comics here. Build Lily is a uh, build, build Zeitung. It's like a newspaper in Germany. And this newspaper had, uh, it had basically a, um, it's funny how it always goes back to Germany and Italy, right? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah. I remember so when you were this, telling me that when I was driving back from somewhere when you called me and I answered, I was talking to you in my car, you mentioned this part where I was like, holy fuck, and you mentioned something about Germany. And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, I mean, so much of it goes back. I mean, think about all of the, the crazy uh, shit we operation do paperclip we brought over, you know? Right. The Germans understood psychology. That I mean, right. paperclip, then you have MKUltra. Yes. That's using those same exact scientists that we brought. I mean, they, they knew what was up. Right. Yeah, I mean, even with and the stuff we've covered, Lux, that constantly go back to universities mm -hmm. in fucking Germany. No, Frankfurt. Yeah, man. Go eighth. I mean, there's tons of things yeah. that go back to that shit. Yeah. Right. Even, even the British monarchy is German, you know? So oh, like the funeral was today and there were just so many German symbols of course. all over the place. And then they, right. they, it literally had the tree of life, uh, like the casket sitting on the tree of life. I'll send it over to you guys later. It was crazy. <laughs> that figures. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this, the, like Germany is like the inset, like that is, uh, yeah, that's the homeland of their, uh, is. but anyway, we, yeah. there's a lot of intellectual, um, it, like it's the, it's the industrial center of, of Europe. It's, it is the powerhouse, and that's why uh, Britain keeps dominating it. And that's, but in any case, like we don't need to get into that. So I, so the build, build Zeitung is a uh, it was a newspaper, and they had in the newspaper to help sell the newspaper was a um, a comic strip, and in this comic there was it was like photos or you know, images of a half nude woman who is always like in various stages of undress. Can you see this picture here? Mm -hmm. Okay. So these are examples of the build Lily. So Lily is this blonde 
who uh, in every comic, she's like naked and enticing men. And we have, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find some more pictures. We have, uh, there's And what images. year was that? Again, I'm sorry to ask. What year was this? Around? This is in the 50s. This is the 50s. And um, this is during, while the Mattel people were over in Germany looking for images to, or looking for um, a new toy idea, right? And so they, they came across this toy that is an advertisement for this magazine called Build, called the Lily. And Lily is this, see the guys looking at her and the wind is blowing up her skirt and she's like, you know, got a tennis racket and she's like doing her tennis thing. The very first Barbie had a tennis racket. She had that hairstyle. Like this, the Barbie is wow. Lily. So they, they saw this doll. So this doll was created, the, the Build Zeitung magazine created a plastic doll that, would, that was like an advertisement for their newspaper. And uh, the, the uh, newspaper, they, oh, here, sorry, share is kind of, the newspaper uh, would advertise with this, this blonde, um, buxom blonde, you know, but she's, <laughs> she's the new woman, you know, she's like, the sexy another thing about the 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 uh communism versus capitalism idea is that with with uh communism everybody's toiling away and whatever and with capitalism we have an electric kitchen we have all the fancy our wives they don't have to to do dishes they don't have to bother, you know, because they've got an electric dryer. They've got an electric dishwasher. Our wives can st- can spend all their time making themselves look pretty. Our wives can wear, you know, like that's what the 50s woman, the wife of the 50s wife had like the pearls and she, while she's vacuuming, you know, and that whole image of our women are prettier because our society is so much better. And we have time to do whatever we want and we can have pretty women. So like that is another, uh, like this is another way of subconsciously showing capitalism is better. Right. And so to display this beauty of women, they, um, so they, the whole idea of, having women dress up and be pretty and wear makeup that creates all these products that people can make in a capitalist society. You know, you, you know, these dresses are made here at this factory and this, you know, and it like, it's an employ, it's employing this whole system of whatever. And the, uh, and the women, they that are playing with Barbie as their kids, they're learning like, Oh, you got the Barbie and then you go buy this dress and buy this other dress. And like, you got all these accessories that go along with Barbie and it's like training the kid that, 
an adult woman has all kinds of accessories and you got to buy a bunch of shit. You start and consuming like, already. Exactly. I'm going to start consuming to like pocketbooks and shoes and stupid shit I, I'm not even wearing, but it's for my dog. Totally. And then when yeah. I get older, I'm going to do the same mm-hmm. shit myself. Yeah. Uh. And and just wait till you see the commercials. <laughs> oh man, I got some. I got a video here. But uh, so like, oh, this- weren't you even saying to me earlier, Sean? I you might be going into it. I'm sorry if I was like, no, I agree. Off, but yeah. uh, weren't you even saying like even these the way the the Barbie was being made? You said all different parts were like being made in different warehouses. Yes. So where it's like it even made more jobs just to make a separate plastic fucking small piece. Exactly that. Yes. Barbie, the, like the first Barbie had, she came with a little tennis racket and she came with little shoes and she had little sunglasses and a little dress. And so all of these elements were created in different factories. <laughs> like the, um, there was a team of, of gentlemen that one of them was a, uh, he worked for, um, uh, he worked for like, uh, one of the aerospace, he was uh, an engineer for um, Lockheed Martin, I think. And mm-hmm. Mattel hired him to to run the factory production of the Barbie doll and to, to all the science and that stuff. I forget his name. It's written. I got notes. Anyway, um, so this dude goes over to Japan and he get like he'll employ one factory to make the Barbie doll. He'll employ another factory to make the dress, another factory to make the shoes, another factory to make the little sunglasses, another factory to make the little, the little flowers on her hat, and all of these things combine. So it like they, it employs all these different factories, and it's it's basically like setting the stage for globalism, like the interconnected world that we have today of markets and you know money and that productions of all that is uh it's run by this system of interconnected factories shipping from like you know everything is manufactured like this you know the stuff we have is all made in china it's all shipped here like uh, other things made in japan you know and in the 50s they were building up japan you know, they after they destroyed them in World War II, like we pretty much had control over them. And then we, you know, we built up their auto industry in the 80s and 90s and like to create this, you know, competition and all this bullshit. So um, but in any case, so they this this is the way that they this is the model for the globalism. And Barbie is like also cutting the way for that. So in order to have the full box of all the different elements of Barbie, you need to employ like 50 factories in Japan. And all those factories are like getting paid rock bottom money and they don't have any safety. Like, you know, um, just like how we outsource our production to Mexico and like to China and shit, because it's getting around all the laws and it's ways of getting more money. And it's, uh, you know, capitalism <laughs> and globalism you know think of the massive so, amounts of jobs lost too if it was ever go out of business i mean that would yeah could truly fuck people too and that perpetuates it like people don't want to stop they you know these people they want to keep their jobs and the you know it it locks you into more slavery like once it's there it's tough to get rid of it 
because you know people rely on it. That kind yeah. Of thing. Well, and it's that's a perfect example of of just how how that system taken to an extreme can create. Like, look at Japan. Look right. at Japan now. Oh, the, yeah. the work culture in Japan is fucking nutty. I mean, these people are working. 15, 16, 17 hours a day, and it's expected to be. Right. You know, if you don't do that, you're not a respectable person of society. I mean, <clears throat> there's like a, one weird story that I remember just off the top of my head about this uh, Nintendo when they were creating video games in the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, they were expecting their employees to produce a video game that would usually take three years in 12 months. Huh. So this, the guys that were behind some of these games uh, were emaciated and nearly died by the end of the, because it was just expected that if you didn't work this hard, uh, well, go get another job. Yeah. Good old capitalism, right? I mean, like, well, global capitalism, like, you know, crony capitalism is, it's, uh, it, it is slavery. It's legit slavery. And that's an example right there. You know, and we look at our, like, everybody's got an iPhone and shit and you look at who makes the iPhones? These these people they they have nets around the base of the building because the people live upstairs and they work downstairs and they're like trapped slaves in this factory basically, and they they kill themselves by jumping off the building. And so because they did this so much, they keep killing themselves. They put a net around the building to catch people that would keep them from killing themselves oh. because. It's legit because the life of creating iPhones <laughs> is so depressing and sad and these people have no will to live. And people in America are spending six and eight hundred dollars for the new one. Oh, new iPhone fifteen, whatever. It's it's sick. You know, and then the batteries, the lithium ion comes from like the lithium it's you know, raw materials out of Africa that's dug up by slave children. Like it's globalism has really enslaved the world in a really sick way. So, you know, everybody, when they were making Barbie, they were like, Oh yeah, this is great. We're employing people and making jobs. But now you see today, like what it is, it's downright slavery. The people that work for making the Barbies are slaves. The people that are buying the Barbies have to slave to make the money to buy the Barbie. It's all one big system of slavery. <laughs> and if they can manipulate your will, they can train you into not ever seeing that you are a slave or even wanting to leave the idea of slavery. I mean, look at statism and, you know, our culture, everybody's happy to be slaves. It's, they don't want the truth, you know? So I even think sick. just from a female standpoint, it makes slaves as well, you know, of, of, of a mindset of what's expected, what fashion mm. is, how am I supposed right. to look, how am I supposed to dress, accessories. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and you know, I'm not knocking women, but there's, I just think that that's some, you know, for some reason that seems to be like, I don't know. I just feel like uh, that helped make women not be okay with what they were born with or how they look naturally right yeah you know? it makes well, like i must have this to fit in to look good right. if i don't have those shoes mm -hmm. you know the, the shoes right. and the it's gonna ruin the whole fucking picture because of what's on your fucking feet that nobody's even fucking looking at oh right. but i they gotta match 
No, right. this, this, this shit like yeah. this is what made you think that. Yes. So now yes. you must go out and buy more fucking dumb shit just so you fucking yeah. feel and good. You, and you can see in. how it, you can see how it escalated too. It went from, Oh, what type of uh, shoes, what kind of accessories can I get for my Barbie? Right. These little shoes. And then what did it go to? Oh, it went to the Barbie convertible. Oh, oh, yeah. oh and then there's the Barbie dream house. Yep. So it's like you can see how the expectation is constantly being raised for it's, what you should have. And then mm -hmm. generation of women, people have been raised to expect the Barbie dream house. Yeah, right. And, and have, have a Barbie dream house just like every other person's Barbie dream house. Well, not <laughs> and, everybody you know, can have a Barbie dream house because it costs money. And like mm -hmm. when you when one little girl goes to play with all the other little girls, oh, she's got the Barbie dream house. Ooh, you know, mm -hmm. we get to play with that. And like, so you want what others have and like you covet and you like it's like creating, as Dichter said, it, like uh, he said, mobilization and manipulation of human needs as they exist in the consumer. Right. And <laughs> So like, um, it is a trap of slavery and this is really what occultism is all about is how, you know, enslaving others. And, um, so I, I, uh, I, you know, I just, I fell into this rabbit hole when I was doing eyes wide shut, um, presentation and research for that. And, um, in the last scene of eyes wide shut, Helena is holding a, a Barbie. And I was like, Oh, what? I was thinking, okay. And I knew that I was trying, uh, well, I, I discovered that Helena was a young version of a beta sex kitten, MK ultra mind controlled slave. And that's what Alice is. And that's what my whole thesis was for eyes wide shut that, that I did the presentation. And, um, and then I'm, I'm looking at this picture and Helena is holding up this Barbie. And then I recognize Barbie is a dissociative identity victim. She has, she's one person. She has one name. She is Barbie, but she has all these alters, these other personalities of Barbie, you know, this, this Cinderella Barbie, and you know, whatever Barbie mm. nowadays. They Tennis get the Barbie, Nutcracker Barbie. Right. Exactly. Yes. And so, I recognize, oh, that's a, that's a representation of the dissociative identity. And then, uh, when I, and then I looked and the, the Barbie that's behind her was Marilyn Monroe, gentlemen prefer blondes. I was like, holy crap, because this is, you know, that movie there is all about mind control. Marilyn Monroe is the poster child for the MK ultra beta sex kitten stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, do you have that picture again? You could maybe. I do. Up? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put this you to pull that here back up. Yeah, I, I thought that was actually a really good picture. Yeah. So this here, I'll share too. It's, Hopefully, nothing goes. This wrong is new. This is Microsoft Edge is new for me. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. One second. No, you're good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that I can make it work. Okay. Can you see this here? Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay. So there's Helena. And she's holding up a uh, Nutcracker Barbie. And the Nutcracker relates to earlier in the movie. She's talking about the Nutcracker. And the Nutcracker story is about, you know, a little girl who goes into a dreamland and the, the dolls are alive. And 
this whole thing. So if you look behind her, the in the red dress is Marilyn Monroe Barbie, and she's wearing the Scarlet Whore uh, red dress. And she and if you see underneath, it says, "Gentlemen prefer blondes." That movie there, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it inculcates the value of diamonds, which diamonds are worthless. You know, uh, the the whole thing, diamonds are forever, is you know that's more slavery. Like they, De Beers owns all the diamond mines. Um, South Africa was built on, you know. Cecil Rhodes, if anybody wants to learn about the creation of our of our world today, definitely need to look into Cecil Rhodes. And so like that, that's a huge rabbit hole. And gentlemen prefer blondes relates to the gentlemen are the the high occult Satanists do prefer blondes because they consider those to be more uh, more apt to have psychic abilities you know, more evolved uh, genetically because they are, they're all into eugenics and the idea of, uh, you know, uh, they, so they believe that blonde is more desired and better genetically, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could you go back to that slide real quick? Oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask sure. you to go back to that too. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, because there was. Uh, I still wanted to even mention what I mentioned before. Before everything got fucked up, and we had to redo this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, good. it's really a good picture. And I even think uh, just a little bit of the background too. Like we said earlier, Sean. I, my opinion. Well, you were saying she was being bred to be kind of like an MK Ultra slave. I even think yes. like. Oh, I think it's quite obvious her mother was too. Yes. So I even think it just goes along with the whole theme of the movie. Still, is just being an MK Ultra female. Right. Well, and what I noticed there too is that the Marilyn Monroe Barbie is sitting on top of two inverted pentagrams. Yes. Yeah. And if you look inside the inverted pentagram is another Barbie enslaved in a golden box looking out through the inverted pentagram window. Yeah. (laughs) It's like trapped, you know, slave in the golden box like this ornate cage. Yeah. Yep. It's sick. Kubrick is real good. He knows what he's doing, you know? Yeah. 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 And and like I said before, I don't know if it's backwards or if it's the correct way. And like I said, it could be just coincidental, but still, even with the Barbies on the bottom doing the whole as above, so below symbolism, you know? Yes, indeed. Yes, you're right. And is the the, the top one, I can't see it. And I, I pulled up the card and it really doesn't look the same. But for some reason, that top one did make me think, I'll show you this, uh, this real quick, something on mm-hmm. my end that I uh, thought of real fast. Uh, made me think of this, even though it's not correct, but I don't know. But oh, it's, yeah. it's another fucking blonde, at least. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Right. And she's got the pomegranates on her dress. She's like, that's Inanna right there. You know, it's uh, we yeah. talked about that on your show. I think it was something. In her dress, that made me think of the, the wings on the side. That it's not the mm-hmm. same, but I saw the same design, and it made me think of that. It could be a stretch, mm-hmm. but it did yeah. make me think of that card. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about the tarot in a little bit later. Uh, we can. <laughs> I got a video here of some of the Barbies commercials. Uh, so let's see what else I have. Uh, so this. So do you guys are you following me so far? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. You guys have any idea of questions you want to, um, before I start into this next part? No. no. Okay, cool. So, um, 
I'm going to play a little a thing from a film called Century of Self. And uh, here, one second. Uh, Century of Self was... Oh, God damn it, I hate this. Okay. Um, I'm making it work. So Century of Self was a film by Adam Curtis... It was a documentary produced in 2002, and everybody should check it out. It's very informative if you if you want to learn about uh, Bernays and creation of our culture. Um, it's very informative, and everybody should check it out. Never even so, heard. So, Century of Self. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's broken up into a bunch of parts. about dreams. Do you hear that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, she says, let's see a word, or let's say a word about dreams. We all have thoughts which we never knew we had. They are too uncomfortable, too incompatible with our adult self to be remembered. Yet they are often disturbing, rumbling under the surface like lava in a volcano. The dream is the royal road to these thoughts, the royal road to the unconscious. This is the story of how Sigmund Freud's ideas about the unconscious mind were used by those in power in post-war America to try and control the masses. Is it wrong to give people what they want by taking away their defenses, helping remove their defenses? It seems so much longer than last year. It is. (laughs) Nearly four inches longer in some models. Oh! <laughs> it's a success. Let's say. Oh, four inches. Oh! A rush from corporations and advertising agencies to employ psychoanalysts. They became known as the Depth Boys, and they promised to show companies how to make millions by connecting their products with people's hidden desires. Dicta himself became a millionaire. Famous for inventing slogans like a tiger in your tank. So tiger in your tank, that is, uh, that is, you know, that is huge. It's about power and virility, you know, they, uh, so he tiger invented in your tank. That's really tiger interesting. in your tank. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, um, there was a blues artist that did that. Uh, muddy waters did a song tiger in your tank and it's about, it's about the power in the car. It's a, it's the feeling. They they work on emotions. So um, I've got another clip here. We're gonna we can I'll talk more about it in a second. This um, okay. I have a different way of doing it. So the instead of instead of focusing on the the what a product does for you. They focus on how it makes the person feel. Oh, yeah. So this is like the real, really the beginning of manipulation. Sorry, I didn't mean to. You good to go? Oh, you want to say something? Yeah, it's good. Go it ahead. Go ahead. All right. There we go. Here's another. I forgot one. it plays as soon as I open it up. But the video is cool. Right? cool. This is this is another little clip from that same century of self. Gotcha. Okay. Ernest Dictor, right there. Look at that. Right. Psychoanalysts were about to move into big business and use their techniques not just to create model citizens, but model consumers. 
Last week's episode showed how Freud's American nephew, Edward Bernays, had been the first to convince American corporations that they could sell products by connecting them with people's unconscious feelings. But now, a group of psychoanalysts were going to take what Bernays had begun and invent a whole range of techniques to get inside and manage the unconscious mind of the consumer. Manage the unconscious mind. They were led mind. by Ernest Dichter. Dichter had practiced next door to Freud in Vienna. But he had come to America and set up the Institute for Motivational Research in an old mansion north of New York. This is the Institute for Motivational Research, a place devoted to the intriguing business of finding out why people behave as they do, <laughs> why they buy as they do, why they respond to advertising as they do. And this is Dr. Ernest Dichter. We don't go out and ask directly uh, why do you buy, why don't you? What we try to do instead is to understand the total personality, the self-image of the customer. We use all the resources of modern social sciences. It opens up some stimulating psychological techniques for selling any new product. Like the other psychoanalysts, Dichter believed that American citizens were fundamentally irrational beings. They could not be trusted. Their real reasons for buying products were rooted in unconscious desires and feelings. And Dichter wanted to find ways to uncover what he called the secret self of the American consumer. He was trying to get out of people's mind the unconscious motivations that they had for purchasing. Uh, these could be sexual, they could be psychological, they could be sociological, they could be a demand for status, a demand for recognition. There were things that people couldn't verbalize or wouldn't verbalize because they were too secret to them. They were too much a part of their nature and they, were, they would be embarrassed. They would be embarrassed if they came out and said things like this. He would interview people, but not ask them direct questions but let them talk freely like you do in psychoanalysis. And that was his background. And so he said, why can't we have a group therapy session about products? All right. And so Dichter built this room up above his garage and he said, we can have psychoanalysis of products. They can actually act out and verbalize their wants and needs. What we're going to do is try a couple of these uh, salad dressings. So let's see what happens. Here's our typical housewife. So it's, uh, it, you know, it goes on, but you get the basic idea here where um, Dichter created this room where they spy on people and how they interact with the objects that they want to sell them. So basically, he's, he's uh, mining the unconscious thoughts of people. And instead of quantitatively, uh, you know, making statistics of how many items are sold, he's finding qualitative research of why people choose to buy the things that they do and with more knowledge of why people do these things these unconscious desires then all these unconscious desires can be manipulated mm -hmm. and driven and that's the beginning of 
the you know it's it's a spell they're learning and you know uh, he was uh learning the the underlying the learning about the subconscious of the average person and by letting them talk freely that like psychoanalysis like his like his wife said there in the film um she or like he uh he allows for things to bubble up and then and he didn't trust what the person said <laughs> like the person might say like oh i'm a I'm a respectable guy who uh, takes care of my kids and I, you know, but really that, you know, the person's underlying desires are, I want to go jerk off to the build Lily comic, you know, uh, but I don't want anybody to know that because it's embarrassing, you know? So this, this way they're understanding the hedonistic uh, uh, base, like urges of humanity and so what is the one of the biggest base urges of of humans is sex right and lily is doing that the lily comic is manipulating with sex get people to buy the you know you can buy your newspaper and have a jerk off mag all in one for the same nickel or whatever and um so like that and it, it it push the the society making a a jerk off comic like acceptable and look oh you know it's a pushing the envelope as far as they could with that and you know at that point and when the mattel people discovered this sex toy uh the lily doll they were like oh this is what we need we they want to tap into the sexual desires of the of the child <laughs> they're awakening a sexual you know thoughts and urges in a child that isn't even ready for sex yet uh and they're they're pushing it up making it normal and so they take this whore build lily and they dress it up with fancy costumes and it's basically putting like a nice pretty package covering up the the indecency and making it acceptable for the american consumer like if the american consumer saw what the lily doll was here i'll share a picture uh, of the the lily doll is um here uh here i'll give you a share screen one second and um so this is the this is the Lily doll. You can see she's got you know big boobs and she's got the hair up and very short skirt, you know. And you know, people that liked the the build magazine, build Zeitung, and liked her, uh, would like hang her from their rearview mirror and they could like pose her with her legs open and she would swing around and it, you know, it's like a, a sexual reminder and like like that basically and in this in this way these mattel people take this sexual toy and they put it in the hands of a kid and now the kid is running around and the adults see this kid with this naked buxom blonde in their hand and it like reminds the adult about sex while there's a little kid there it's really 
it's kind of pushing the lines of pedophilia on the it's on the edge of anyway so well, i even well i was thinking i was actually i'm thinking a bunch of things about this whole barbie situation sure i think uh you know mine fucks a, a lot of people and it just or put in expectations from women mm. and then i also think helped with sexualizing women yeah um <clears throat> men being okay to desire over sexualized women possibly yes. like i really do think i hate to say it like a lot of shit believe it or not could like spawn off of this like in the mind exactly you know? mm-hmm. and i like i really do think like it there's a i don't know what the fuck it is but for some reason i, I mean i don't know if it's going by like you know the women that are on tv and that are being given a voice but it's mm-hmm. you know all those ones that do seem to have had multiple fucking surgeries. They got fucking five pounds of fucking makeup on. You actually yeah. have no idea what the fuck they really look like because they probably spend five hours before they get in front of a camera. Every fucking yeah. woman does the same thing. They hate who the fuck they are without accessories and stupid shit. Good point. Yeah, yeah. They're told to be plastic. They mm-hmm. grow up, you know, and like, like I was saying before, uh, before we start recording, there's. It's like plastic surgery disasters out there that these oh, people are crazy and they, you know, they focus their, their intent. Like they, they want to be the doll, you know? <clears throat> and, uh, I could show you a commercial about how, like, I could show you the very first Barbie commercial. It says, you want to be like Barbie. You, you want that. This is you, you know? And, um, that they really pushed that in the beginning and towards the end, that was just an implied thing. And you'll see where it progresses and how, uh, how it moves along and the, and the self-loathing and the wanting to change yourself. They make money on that. It's a constant desire. You always like, I'm not good enough. I must keep doing something to make myself better. And if they can say, well, buy this or, or buy this, you know, then it just keeps them chasing consumerism. It keeps them enslaved. It's, it's a big trap, you know? And if, if, if a young girl can be happy, not wearing makeup and being a mother, then it's like, that is the natural state of womanhood. That is what will heal our society. That's natural. And the Satanists want the opposite. Satan, no. Satanism is the mirror, you know. They go so work like, harder so you can buy a Louis Vuitton bag. That doesn't mean shit, really. Exactly. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the shit is, I mean, you know, Louis Vuitton bag is probably made in China too. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just got an L and a V on it. You know, <laughs> so yeah. And it's even if it's even more than just working harder to 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 get one of those bags. It's sacrificing other things that would be way more important. Totally. Just to get the bag because it's a status symbol that yeah. makes you feel more popular or complete or <laughs> a certain rank and status. Meanwhile, right. you didn't pay your your car insurance because you wanted to get the bag instead or, or some yeah. bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even with the Bobby yeah. car, I mean, that could have just been a way to even attack men with like, oh, you need to have a fucking fancy ass fucking car and, you know, to get a it's- chick like Barbie. You know what? It's funny you say that because Ernest Dichter worked with car companies and he discovered through focus groups that men aren't the decider in buying a new car. The wife has more influence on the husband than his own desires. 
Mm-hmm. And so they decided to to advertise to women. That's what that little clip of the girl, ooh, it's four inches bigger. Oh, as she sits in on top of it, like, oh. He, he, you know? he dicked her with an extra four inches. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And she loved it because he was manipulating her mind all the way. Yeah. So that, and so that really, the, you know, the sports car. And the idea of having, like, the sports cars are, like, maybe 10% of the total sales. And regular car companies wouldn't bother making, a, you know, Mustang or whatever. Like, they, they wouldn't spend so much time designing it, producing it, whatever, for only 10% of their total sales. Why do they do that? But they do that to put it on the showroom floor to show the man, look at this power Look at what you can have a tiger in your tank. And it it relates to the virility of the man and his desirability to a a woman, you know, like uh, even now, like you go up, you know, like I'll go to Hampton Beach or something in New Hampshire. And there are all these people driving up the, the strip of the beach and they got their fancy car all shiny and they got their music playing and. All the women are turning and looking. It's it's a status symbol. It's a look at how much money I can spend. Look at how, you know. And the women looking aren't like, oh, he can spend a lot on this future baby I'm going to have. She's thinking, oh, he can buy me some jewelry and some, you know, whatever. He can give me the Barbie life and give me the Barbie car, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just to show you how, how effective and true what you're saying is, is, uh, so growing up, I used to sell cars with my mm-hmm. uncle cause he was a, a car salesman. And even back then it was a very well understood practice for salesmen that you, when you are speaking, when you are making the sale, you don't look at the man, you huh. look at the woman, wow. you have a conversation with the woman, you appeal mm-hmm. to emotion. You let the guy go look at the fast car because you know, kind of keep him distracted. Right. And he's going to want that thing, but she's going to talk him down into another car. So the, the sports car is a bait. Yes. You get him in the showroom. Oh, then you, then you talk to the wife who will convince him <laughs> not to get that car. Cause we're about to have kids. So we're getting a minivan instead. <laughs> Boom. The sales yep. made. Right. And uh, it's all appeal to the emotion of the feminine. Exactly. Yo, some Dude. of those things, it's like you could even get played into paying for something almost close to the same price just for different accessories and a different look. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. You know? yeah. And if you look at the new cars nowadays, like if you when you buy a new Mercedes, it comes with all the accessories, the heated seats and all that stuff. But you got to pay a, a subscription. You got to pay mm-hmm. every month $100 a month just to have the heated seats in your car work. <laughs> it's already yeah. installed, but they got to like send the like a satellite signal to your car to allow it to have mm-hmm. it's crazy what they're doing. <coughs> so yeah it it is they're manipulating the emotions of the female and the fe- the man does with the female all of that that you described to me that your that your family taught you about how to sell a car all that came from ernest dichter yeah really really yep. and so, and it's common knowledge like i went and there's I, I didn't pay, but there is, you know, all of his notes are online for people that want to learn how to manipulate in sales, advertisers, like it's all there available and, you know, charge money for access and you can 
you can look at and you know it'll say oh this is we, we studied on how to encourage people to go to the movies or whatever you know and this is how it happened and this is all the research and but it's not just how do you you know it's not just innocuous how to go to the movies it's also like statism and like culture creation like it's to accept the idea of voting and having a state and like having a ruler over you all of these things are inculcated uh you know trained into us and it goes all it, it goes along with this all of this has been like statism has been inculcated paying your taxes is like donald duck did cartoons <laughs> yeah. you know so it's um the idea of barbie uh you know single woman looking pretty having a sexy figure um that that is the that is the satanic witch if you look at anton levey you read his book the complete witch uh it was re-released as the satanic witch it talks about lesser magic and manipulating others with sex and base like you know anton levey says three inch heels like that's what barbie has like this is like the the whole like if you read that book it's revelatory you can you can learn a lot about that um it's kind of broken down you know and also like you go online you can break you see all the dictors notes too like it's it's all there for you to really get into if you want to with a fine-tooth comb understand what i'm talking about but this the idea of the satanic witch manipulating and using her body she doesn't grow up to have a baby she doesn't grow up to be a fulfilled person she grows up to be like madonna with a big old puffy snake face <laughs> like, cat lady, you know? yeah <laughs> cat lady is so good a psychopath like Amber Heard or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and it, and in so doing, the the culture has changed. The it's it's a eugenics operation. They don't want us to have babies. They want us to be slaves spending our money. It's a yeah, it's a perfect tool for um manipulation. Uh, it's really it really went all out. You know what I mean? But the, and it this is what you get from psychoanalysis and psychoanalysis is the, is just the more scientific application of the same techniques used since ancient Babylon, which were taught to you guys in the, you know, in the occult orders, uh, that same kind of mental manipulation of base in like base urges, all of that is there. And, you know, for occultists, it's, uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to learn to control my own base urges. But for sorcerers, it's like I'm trying to control others' base urges. Right. Yeah. You see a lot of that. <laughs> so let's see if I have any more. I, got, I guess I did the, okay, we're going to do the Barbie commercials. So now that awesome. I gave you the idea of what, how it's inculcating beliefs. We're going to look at what beliefs were pushed, how, uh, how it's evolved over time. Okay. Devolved. Devolved. <laughs> totally. Here. So 
All right. Here. You see this? The TV? Yeah, you want me to play it? You good yeah. to go? Yeah, go, go right ahead and play. Barbie, you're beautiful. You So I'm, I'm pausing it. I have control on this end too. So, but, uh, so this is the first commercial for Barbie and the very first commercial was run during the Mickey mouse club. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are like, Whoa, there's one. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's another big piece. So Mickey mouse, again, that's military, that's mind control that, you know, so, uh, another thing I didn't mention is that Barbie, when it was in 59, they created this doll and they brought it to the toy um, fair or whatever, where they, they sell the toys to the distributors, like Sears, Roebuck, and whatever. And none of the distributors wanted the toy. They're like, this is weird. We don't <laughs> want this. This is strange. And all the mothers were like, that's gross. What are you doing? And so nobody bought and Barbie was going to be a flop, and they called the they called all the factories in Japan and said, "Uh, better slow down production because we might not have a sales sale here." And the way that they resolved that is they ran this commercial on the Mickey Mouse Club, and because of this commercial, Barbie exploded. Uh, and we'll see in the commercial it says to the kid tell your toy store guy to stock Barbie, to look for Barbie wherever toys are sold. And this makes all the kids go to the toy store and say, we want Barbie. And the guy at the toy store is like, oh, I guess what's a Barbie? And he goes and finds it. And then, and so they're creating the demand in the consumer. When the, the sales, the, you know, the actual Sears Roebuck and shit, they say, this is not, this is not a sales item. We don't want to sell this. But then they manipulated with the, by, by creating a desire in the children, they made that nagging factor of the kid, meh, 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 parents, give me Barbie. And then the parents go to the store and then they nag the store. And so they, with that, they created, the, they created Barbie with that. Without this commercial, there would be no Barbie today. And it also created the idea of selling to children on commercials in Saturday morning cartoons. And that it's crazy nowadays. Oh, you wow. see kids' commercials, it's like it, it hurts your ears. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So anyway, so like that is, so this is where the little context of this video. This is the very first Barbie commercial. My Barbie doll is really Barbie is small and so petite. Her clothes and figure look so neat. Her dancing outfit rings the bell. At parties, she will cast a spell. So, did you hear that? Yeah. At parties, she will cast a spell. If you look here, if you look at the shadows behind them, they have the tarot. Yeah. There is the the spades, diamonds, clubs, hearts. That, She's even got so, a fish on her dress, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's more. There's more every time I look. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's casting a spell. She says magic spell, then shows uh, cards. I would think a tower. Mm-hmm. Yes, and even look, look at the, both of the Barbies are on the red suits. Right? Oh yeah, the <laughs> and they got the speed diamonds. Right. So one's got wow, white hair, one's got black hair. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like the pillars, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
This is great. So you see all the all of those uh, trinkets, uh, person hats, like all of those. Each one of those has got a different factory that makes it. Like the sunglasses is one factory, and so it, like I said earlier, it combines all of this capitalism into one item. You know. They're advertising a zipper, but really, it's like uh, she's you know just you can take her clothes off. Exactly. She doesn't care if you. She's a limp thing. Barbie dress for swimming fun is only three dollars. Her lovely fashions range from one to five dollars. Look for Barbie wherever dolls are sold. Look for Barbie wherever dolls. See, they're telling the kids. Ask for Barbie. Someday I'm gonna be exactly like you. Huh. Till then, I'll just what I'll do. Barbie, beautiful Barbie. I'll make you <laughs> so <laughs> ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's creepy as so shit, it, actually. It is creepy. And like in the song, they're saying, uh, they're saying, Barbie, you're beautiful. Someday I want to be like you. But until then, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and they're showing a, a Barbie in a wedding dress. And like all the little girls want to grow up to be a married woman. And like this is like, you know, giving the traditional uh, giving to the child the future of a wholesome married life. And but until then, I know what I'm going to do. Until the day I'm married, what is she going to do? She's going to be a whore. And they're all in the different, uh, if you notice, if you go from left to right, it's showing the different stages of a woman's life. Yeah, yeah oh, I was yeah. looking at that. Yeah. So she got a, a younger version, slightly older version. Then you got one now. She looks more like a younger. Right. Or a, it's yeah. like the further up the steps, it's the more uh, um, developed of a person and yeah, at the top the of the steps top of the steps is the married woman right, right. that's the epitome of what they what they did desire the you goal know? yeah yeah and it's and but until then i know what i'm gonna do so they slip in this yeah but you're still a whore but uh we're gonna be married yeah it's gonna be great gonna be exactly <laughs> like you till then just what i'll do Till then, I know it's what I'll do. I'll make believe that I am you. Get back to the very end of that. Did you see that symbol, NY? The Mattel logo? Oh, no, I didn't even catch. Who does that remind you of? Oh. Is that like uh, one of Royal the... Order of the Royal oh, the Jesters. Order of the Jesters. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, fuck, what is that guy's name? Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, I yeah, can't believe it. Blinken or whatever? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Holy wow. shit. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. And he's got a little crown. And it and she says, I, you know... The, the Billiken, said, Billiken, yeah. I want to be exactly like you. Tell it to me, tell. It's swell. Swell? Like a swell makes me think of like <laughs> swelling with blood. Like, hey, it's good, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the evolution. Now, this is 1967 commercial. This is as Barbie has changed, and we 
and we look at you know the difference between the 50s and the 60s here and this is 67 this is the summer of love this is you know grateful dead is in full swing they're having the the um san francisco be in the the whole you know be in in the park and all the children like the teenagers are leaving home and going to california with flowers in their hair uh, you heard what's happened barbie's chain barbie's new and different she's the very same size but now she comes with a groovy outdoor look and <laughs> outdoor look too. groovy too <laughs> yeah groovy barbie's lashes are really for real so the lashes that relates to twiggy Twiggy wore big fake eyelashes. She's a skinny little model, and she was like all the rage in the '60s. And so now they're giving Barbie like eyelashes to make kids play with a little version of Twiggy. Like I'm, you know, to be a model and not to be a married woman. You know, it's starting to change. Yeah. And even her face has changed. Best of all, the biggest news of all is the way Barbie moves. The new Barbie twists. The new Barbie turn. Wouldn't you like the new Barbie? But what do I do with my old Barbie? That's Marsha, by the way. What do you do? Here's what you do. Just take your old Barbie before it's too late and run, run, run to the toy store. Then trade it to the man with a dollar fifty cents less than half what you normally pay. And look what you get. New Barbie for less than half price. But better hurry up. First come, first serve. For a limited supply at this special low price. So take your old Barbie and a dollar and a half and trade them for the Barbie. Who's new? New. <laughs> Trading your old Barbie today. Why you can still get the new Barbie for less than half price. Thanks, Marsha. This shit's like a leased car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. the fuck? yeah. It's a fear of missing out. Uh, Programming yeah. that in kids, you know, we better go now. There's only a limited supply. Yeah, and you get a limited supply. You can trade and in your own. Like, Holy crap. And all the kids are dancing in a line. They're all going, yay, we're all going together. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, Yo, even that no image parents. will that image will make you think that that's really happening when you're a kid, that that's what it actually looks like at a place. Right. And you'll think, fuck, I better go get it now before I can't get one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to nag your parents, mommy, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So, okay. So now we've gone from the sixties. Now let's look at the seventies. Let's see what Barbie is pushing during the disco era. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like disco superstar. Right? I want you to meet new superstar Barbie doll. With long streaked hair, even jewelry you can put on or take off. Jewelry now. And now when you buy new superstar Barbie, you get this necklace free. And <laughs> you get a necklace superstar. You know, every man and woman is a star. Yeah, it's oh, a picture fuck. of a star. It's what mm. is a star? It's like it's magic. Right, the mm-hmm. occultism, and every little girl, while supplies last, gets a free necklace to be part of the cult of yeah. magic. You know, yeah, well, it's a pentagram think, too. Yeah, so exactly, it's, it's a Wiccan pentagram. Right? I was going to say that he's still on Earth. Yeah, I was going to say my opinion pushes uh, the flesh. Uh, you know, that's kind of like a symbol of possibly pushing being in like in the flesh or earthly stuff. Well, that plus like the flesh of the little girl wearing it, like. It's like uh, instead of I'm playing with a Barbie, it's look at me. I'm wearing jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to others, instead of like I am having a fun with my toy, it's like 
Now I'm the toy that others can look at. Barbie has jewelry. I have jewelry too. Look at me. You it's know? virtue signaling too. In a sense. Right. Like, it's really and it's retarded, like actually. mentally putting them in the place of Barbie. Like mm-hmm. I can be like Barbie and they do the action of wearing it every day and they think about I am Barbie and they put it on. And it's a it's a magic occult symbol, the pentagram. While supplies last, or when you buy any superstar Barbie fashion, you get a free bracelet. What? And a bracelet, you know? <laughs> supplies last. They're so beautiful. Huh. Superstar Barbie doll comes with necklace, earrings, ring, shoes, and gown from Mattel. So that was then, right? And so you can imagine Studio 54 and the, you know, the yeah. whole scene of disco <laughs> and like that whole idea of being shiny blonde. You know, so this is the 80s, is progressed even further. We girls can do anything. Great song. Magic moves, Barbie doll. We girls can have magic moves. With this three-piece outfit and change around soul. New from the tag. (laughs) Magic moves. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know if you guys have any comments or whatever. I'll keep rolling. Go ahead and pause it. Okay, so here now we're going into the nineties. Now this is like you think about Mariah Carey and the you know bright colors and crimped hair. So think about like the kids are growing up watching MTV and they got, you know, Mariah Carey with her backup dancers and they got, you know, that whole, I want to be that. I want to be dancing whore, just like Madonna. I want to be just like, you know, Hannah Montana or whatever the other one. So like, this is inculcating that idea, like being on a show, being in front of everybody. I was going to say being an entertainer. It's almost uh, like yes. promoting that entertainers are the cool people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, with the stars and follow the stars of Hollywood. That whole thing. You can really make dance moves Barbie doll dance. And when you rock her waist, she moves her arms. Doll soul separately. Dude, this one here is kind of disturbing. It starts off. So, it. <laughs> okay, now there's this weird, like, Kid, little girls at a school bus stop, right outside, and then there's this little puffy, like little poodle dog. Okay, what is that? Fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Why is there a big dirty biker in this Barbie commercial? Who cares if he's pushing? If he's got a little dog, there's a big dirty biker near the kids' bus stop. It's like a what fuck up that? in The Sims or some shit. Yeah. It, well, it's, I mean, dirty bikers are predators, and they're not supposed to be around little kids' school bus stop. You know, it's not something that should be. It's not. It's very odd to put these two elements together. 
She just saw the biker guy and now she's got a message. She's got a message on her cell phone. I message girls when I want to sing really loud. I message. So when you see a, a biker at the bus stop, quick, get your cell phone and make a message about this biker guy is like looking at you like, yay, <laughs> you know, tell your girlfriends on your cell phone. And, I message girls when I want to totally drool. <laughs> I message when I want to just be cool. I what? I message. I what? <laughs> Dude, tonight, yeah, and then it's like it, more, way more attention from males, you know, mm. like see, they were just in the library and yes. the, he's looking over at the doll and then Another yes. dude appears. They're looking at each other, shaking their head like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Then skip, skips to this shit, you know. Yeah, dude. And then it's like, if you are a sexy girl and you get sexy attention, you should use a cell phone. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like pushing cell phone use onto people. Like inculcating the idea of like use cell phone to do your communications with each other. And this look at where we're at now. And how cell phones totally invade our entire lives. Yeah. Like, track yeah. us, trace us, everything. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. That's this is the new the it was opening the dawn of the new cell phone age. And, and this it's is like the emojis and everything too. I mean, yeah. think about how much that is a part of culture now. Mm. Stemming from two this is two thousand four and look at the messages. Movie tonight. Are you heart question? Yeah. You know, all the so Yeah. And it, programming for the, the you know, right. The and, it, and it's like more of a like it's an erasure of English language. It's like it's almost like 1984, how the duty of the ministry of whatever that was creating the new dictionary every year, they would keep erasing words out of the dictionary. And that that narrows the pers the ability of a person to think in a wider spectrum of of thoughts, you know, so it's like it's it's whittling down the you know the english language has so many words and now instead of that just throw that away we got these pictures like a uh, mm. smiley face poop emoji that you know like right. that's how they they don't even use words anymore it's like that much of a devolution yep. where'd you get that Introduce <laughs> where'd you get that i want one <laughs> yeah i message girls with message device and extra fashion so like now it's in coke you want a cell phone you need one and then when they're used to using that message plastic fake phone they're gonna be like mommy mommy i want a real phone yep yep that was bait to get you hooked what's that it was bait to get you hooked to get a new exactly. real totally totally so now we're in 2013. This On the catwalk, it. nobody does fashion like Barbie. Introducing the first Barbie digital dress. Digi dress. Like, you know, and if you know, if you guys know about technocracy these days, they got digital wearable technologies. People have clothes that measure how many steps you take, how, how hot you are. It, like, and it, it's all smart grid. All that information is being collected by you know, the globalists, they want to, you know, further understand the urges and the actions of the consumer so they can have a more like it's it's a more refined 
use of Dichter's methodology. You know, they can, now your Fitbit knows how many steps you take in a day and what your pulse meter, your pulse rate is. And, you know, if your phone shows that, shows the globalist that you're looking at an ad and then your Fitbit starts to get a higher pulse rate, then they know that you are reacting to that ad in a certain way. And then they can use that to manipulate you emotionally in, you know, later. It's like a, they're, they're mining information out of people. So this Barbie digital dress like gives, like is pushing, first we push the cell phones. Now they're pushing wearable technology and incorporating digital into the self of Barbie. And then it's ultimately transhumanism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you're you're predisposing it to children, so when they get older, they think it's normal. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't really come to fruition for another 15, 20 years, and that kid, and then when the kid gets older, they're like, oh, you know, digital dress, whatever. That's I had a Barbie like that ten years ago. Scroll the touch screen. Create your own designs. Digital <laughs> dress. Fashion that lights <laughs> up and moves to the music. And to your voice. Digital dress with Barbie doll, MP3 player not included. <laughs> Barbie. So that was not that was then. This is now. This is 2021. This is the new Barbie Extra, I guess. Oh god. Oh god. Yeah. Just look at oh how. Uh, and he, I mean, thinking about like the wow. other one was like Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. These ones are like, you know, the Cardi B and the. <laughs> The other ones, you know, yeah. all those crazy. Extra. <laughs> Look at this, dude. They got, it comes with a dog that drives a little car. It's got a cell phone in, a, in its bag. It's got jewelry. It's like a combination of all the things that they had. And now they can shove it all into this. How many accessories can we put in this one little package? Now this one's, this is the white one. They have different color skin colors. This the white one comes with a pig. She doesn't have a doll, <laughs> a dog. She gets a pig because she's dirty mm. white people. We don't like whites. But she's got a unicorn though, or a unicorn horn on her pig. It's and and the pig has wings. So when pigs fly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also a, a term. Uh, the unicorn stuff is a term that's used by creepy, creepy dudes. Oh, by pedos. It's another mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. she's got sass right so here's another one that this one's got the afro and you know got the this one's dog has sunglasses and shit it comes with a purse like a dog is an accessory i mean (laughs) i hate this so there's the asian one that one has a dog. The dog is wearing a diamond necklace that says boss. The dog is the boss. <laughs> and and it wears diamonds. Like Ugh. and look at this one on the on the right. It's got blue hair. It's got necklace earrings that say girl power. This thing is probably a man doll. They they had a <laughs> transgender bar. Now this one is on a skateboard and has two little kitties. Like it's Bling bling. bling, bling. <laughs> Barbie extra doll sets. 
Yeah. So we can see all of the crap. They got a jacket. They got sunglasses. They, it's ugh. It looks like so every much. popular uh, rap and hip uh, rap. No, hip hop and uh, pop artist. Really. Yes. Yeah. The whole look exactly. that all of them have. Exactly. Cardi B, <laughs> wet ass pussy or whatever. Well, Cardi B, yeah. Even uh, Little Nas X, I mean, he dresses flamboyant like that. You know what I'm saying? Or just those yeah. styles of fucking bright colors and just yeah. over the top. He wishes he was a Barbie, I'm sure. <laughs> Every, it just seems like you get a lot of like, uh, like Katy Perry, I think like a year ago, put out a video where it was like very much looking like that style. It just seems like right. a lot of pop and hip hop artists have right. that image now too yeah yeah and it's all plastic and fake and bad worship yeah yeah i got i don't know if you have any more slides about uh, barbie specifically but i found one that uh it's pretty pretty damn crazy i think you guys will appreciate this oh i Uh, would like uh i do have one more talking about the the laverne cox barbie i got like the the news piece about that. We can play that later though. Go ahead. No, go ahead and cover that first. Cause this is just yeah. one slide. Yeah. You go ahead. Okay. Yeah. This one is a, uh, this is a, the news, the today show or whatnot, um, revealing the Laverne Cox. It's a dude with Cox as his last name. And it's, a, Guess. I mean, anyway, is a true trailblazer. Laverne Cox is a television host, producer, podcast. So look at the dude there on the right. And he's got his pink costume on and he's got his hair. And you got the, the <laughs> look at, look at the guy on the left, the, the weather guy, and of course, his vacant a face. Actress who received four Emmy nominations for her role <laughs> as Sophia Bursette. <laughs> and it's still like that when it cuts back. It's like, whoa. Netflix's Orange is the New Black. Great He's show. had that happen to him a couple uh, times. Back in Laverne also took home a daytime Emmy as executive producer of the documentary Laverne Cox Presents the T-Word. And so, just this year, she... Look at its fake teeth. Look at what, I mean, that is a human version of the Barbie accessories. In order to make that man a woman, it takes this hat made by Louis Vuitton. It takes that wig made by Chinese people. It takes that dress, you know? And so like the, the little kid actually does become Barbie because it does take all of that globalism and like capitalist factory work, working and inter, you know, interconnected business to, to give this mental person the ability to dress up like that. It is, it's like Halloween all year round. Oh, we oh, we um, need all that just so we can feel good and be accepted. Well, that person, yes. And that person thinks that they are accepted. They are on TV. They're being celebrated for dressing up like a fake person, you know, and they, their ego, it's really sick. It's a mental disorder, you know, um, yeah. the, a lot of people might get mad at me about that, but it's true. Like the, this is not natural. And this was created by Satanism. Became a colleague. She joined the NBC family as host of Live from E! And today, Laverne Cox is revealing something very exciting exclusively here on the third hour. Ugh. She's here to fill us, fill us in on it. Laverne, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you again. It's good to meet you. I'm really excited. Uh, what's the what? What is this? <laughs> I, I'm so honored and excited to announce that there is now a Laverne Cox Barbie doll. Wow. Wow. I'm the latest person to have a Barbie created in their image by Mattel. So they created the doll after the person. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So they're choosing a person for little girls to look up to directly. This is the dude in a dress that you want to be when you grow older. That first commercial was like, I want to be just like you, you know, sing the song. And then, so then they got all these 50 years of little girls being inculcated with this, you know, I want to be like Barbie. And then now today we got a dude in a dress. That's what they're telling little girls to be little boys too. And And that way the wording is strange. In uh, in my image, yeah, I know? thought that was weird. Yeah. That's what I said right away. Yeah, yeah same thing that's that said. Uh, you know, in the story of creation with God, you know, He created us in His image. So it's like the subliminal wow. messaging. You know, yeah, they're creating like, oh, wow, okay. this an idol out of my image. I am God. It's you know, abracadabra, yeah, yeah. abracadabra, <laughs> dude. Like God created with His word and His intent, like. They are being God by creating this fake thing, you know, creating and that's really interesting. Good, good catch on that. I'm glad we're glad we're doing this together here. Um the, they have this incredible Barbie tribute series with incredible people like Avery DuVernay and um Brandy, etc. Whoever and they are. I'm the latest person to be so honored. Craig, do you want to show? <laughs> yes, yeah, let's do oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So this is the reveal. No one Absolutely. has seen this before. Drum roll, please. Okay. Which, which here which on the Today Show. Right. Yes. yes. Drum roll. Drum roll. Yeah. Here it is. It's a piece of plastic, everybody. Get some trumpets, a drum roll. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, here we go. So, so I have to tell you this part. So I was like, I want her to have multiple outfits, and they said to make it cost effective, <laughs> so if people can afford it. It's forty bucks uh, retail. Um, we can only do one outfit, but I was like, look at the muscular arms on it. That's not a normal Barbie arm. That's a man's arm. What if we have an outfit that she that peels off? Oh, so this bustier comes off, uh-huh. and then the dress underneath comes off. So you can uh, mix and match the style. And what I I mean, I love her and I had so much fun collaborating with everyone at Mattel designing her. But I think this year particularly when over 200 and pieces 250 pieces of mm-hmm. anti-transgender legislation have been introduced that? in state legislatures all over the country targeting transgender children lgbt there's no such thing as a transgender children this is created by the satanists anyway so she talks shows her doll and then she says there's been this many laws created to protect transgender children (laughs) what (laughs) i mean this is statism this is culture and they just revealed a piece of plastic and then she starts talking about the laws protecting transgender kids let's hear this again introduced in state legislatures all over the country for 200 pieces, 250 pieces of mm-hmm. anti-transgender legislation have been introduced in state legislatures all over the country, Gross. targeting transgender children, LGBTQ youth, that I hope all the kids who are feeling stigmatized when their health care is being jeopardized, their ability to play in sports, mm-hmm. I hope they can see this Barbie <laughs> and have a sense Dude. of hope and possibility mm-hmm. if they don't. <laughs> Fucking retarded. Oh, like, and she's talking about like, oh, like they can't play sports. And now that they have a Barbie, they can maybe dream to play sports without it's sick. And okay. See themselves in this Barbie. I hope they know. 
See no, she just wants people this. to know that transgenders exist. That's all she fucking wants. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they really, she, this shit, this shit, like you even said before, there's no fucking kids with this shit. No, <laughs> well, for one, it's being pushed on by sick fucking parents. Yes. Or two, it's like, this is where it's like free will becomes weaponized. This yes. wasn't a, an option for you until I fucking told you it existed. Mm-hmm. Prior to yeah. then, it wasn't an option. But now yeah. since I told you it exists, you have the free will to choose it, and now you choose to be a fucking idiot. <laughs> Mobilization and manipulation of human needs as they exist in the consumer. Mobilizing. You know, they didn't know that they wanted this until now. Ta-da! Reveal this plastic. And it, you know, and they they reveal it, and then they say the government has come up with over 250 laws to protect people and all these children i want them to know that the government is working to protect you and you have the right to be not yourself and dress up as the opposite gender it's like the government it's it's creating statism and it's creating a dependence on the government to give you the life you want and the life you want is given to you by these Satanists. Who, you know, it's like, it's a total trap. Mm-hmm. And ugh, anyway, so, and she just said, I want kids to see themselves in this doll. I mean, how sick is that? Here, I'll play that again. See this Barbie and have a sense of hope and possibility. Mm-hmm. If they don't see themselves in this Barbie, I hope they know that they can create spaces where they do see themselves, mm-hmm. where they are represented because yeah. representation matters. And, so that's what it's all about. Who cares about the plastic? They're pushing the culture. Mm-hmm. They're showing government is is on your side, trannies. Go be a satanic opposite of yourself, and you know, you know, don't have babies, don't create the next generation, kill yourself off, you know, spend all your money buying stupid trinkets, spend all your money uh, mutilating your body and paying doctors to do it. Uh, spend all your money on antidepressants and, you know, pharmaceuticals. Uh, and in order to spend all that money, go be a slave. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Representation in something like Barbie is so important, especially yeah. in your life. I know back in 2018, there was a tweet that went out, a petition, a petition that said we need to create one in your likeness. Mm-hmm. But it was actually a petition, Ugh. a conversation you had with your therapist that. What? Listen to this shit. Ah, ah, <laughs> this is ah. great. This is great. The, the trannies therapist conversation. Let's hear about that. You're like, oh, Barbies actually have played a role in your life. Absolutely. It was about 2009, 2010. I've been in therapy for 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like 22 it years. Yeah, and it's really helped a lot, hasn't it? Really, they're doing a great job with you, lady. I highly recommend it. And about 2010, I think. I she highly recommends it. Lady, I'm sorry I called him a lady. I'm sorry. Is he even thinking? He just <laughs> called it a lady. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, whoops. It, they fooled me again. Goddamn Satanists. <laughs> I was really shamed um, by my mother when I was a kid when I wanted to have a Barbie doll and play with a Barbie doll, but I was denied it. And I had. Oh, no. You, she was, he was shamed by his mother. You were, you can't play Barbie. And after 22 years of therapy, he realized like, oh, Barbie was part of my 
psychosis, you know, and then they focus on like, then they recognize, oh, Barbie is really important for why and how I have been created, why I am who I am today because of my denial. I can't use Barbie. So therefore I'm like this, you know, and we hope little kids, little boys can use Barbie so they can also come out like this. (laughs) Had a lot of shame and trauma about that. And my therapist said to me, trauma really because you can't play with a toy i mean how that's how many years of therapy did did that have did it take for the therapist to tell that person you were traumatized because you couldn't play with barbie you know that shit who thinks of that it is never too late to have a happy childhood (laughs) (laughs) yes it is yes it is dude when you're an adult it's time to do adult stuff you got <laughs> to wash the dishes. You got to clean your ass. You know, you can't just be a child. You can't just play dress up your whole life. But the well, that's what that thing's it. doing. Yeah. <laughs> therapist told it. There's never too late. You can be a child forever. Out of shame and trauma about that. And my therapist said to me, it is never too late to have a happy childhood. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, it is too late. That therapist is a Satanist and is warping its mind. Took 22 years to turn it into that. Oh, and, wow. she, and she said, go out and buy yourself a Barbie. Play with her. There's a little kid that lives inside you. My goodness. Give her space to play. And I did. And I told my mother about it. So little kid, like, what? what is statism? You know, statism is adult children that can't take care of themselves looking to an, uh, a, quotes authority to wipe their ass and the, you know, give them food and take care of me. Exactly. So this therapist is telling this dude, you can be a child and it's okay to go play with Barbies and the government will make it safe for you because we have 250 new laws. <laughs> I mean, really when you look into yeah. what is being said here, it is sick. This is total statism and it's arrested development. It makes people adult children that cannot take care of themselves. I mean, you think that dude that that thing there is going to chop wood and keep itself warm if the fuck, you know. It this is this is totally un like it's like you take a, a, a dog that has lived its whole life being given food and, get, you know, and then you just let it be free and like, go do your own thing. It can't. It'll die. Mm. Same thing here. What they have created in our society are statists that are so helpless that if they tried to go without government, they would die. They would just cease to be so they need government this is i mean this is the big that's the big sell right here Mm. it's be a baby and let government take care of you and the next christmas my mother bought me a barbie doll (laughs) no way next birthday my mother bought me another barbie doll (laughs) and for the next several years she would always give me barbies and it was like my mommy finally got me a barbie and the kid there's a kid in all of us and i felt so and you know mommy finally got me a barbie like business capitalism this system 
finally got me my own Barbie, a tranny Barbie. (laughs) Barbie's been a really healing experience for me as an adult. And I I thought it was a trauma. (laughs) Oh no, it's healing now. Like Barbie fans of all ages can find healing and inspiration in this doll. So Laverne, this all comes ahead. All right, let's forget all that. So that's it for for that clip. Uh, Damn, Al, Al Roker. <laughs> Al Roker's a trip, dude. Dude, Whoa. he looked like he was frozen in space and time. Oh, he he was, does yeah. that quite often. <laughs> yeah. He did. He, there was one where he had a full on. It was like thirty seconds. It was a during one of the shows. It was like a may. It was a parade or something, and they were like, "So, what do you think, there, Al Roker?" And then somebody, the person was talking to Al and said like a bizarre word. Right. It was like sort of how they talk about mk is is triggered yes. by certain words and and then he he legit fucking glitches in the matrix and is like staring off into the camera for 30 seconds yeah dude i think that pelosi shit might have been the same thing pelosi mm-hmm. just recently he, uh, she was on the news talking to a reporter guy and uh he says something and then all of a sudden she breaks into good morning oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That was it's fucking sunday weird. sunday morning it's like whoa <laughs> Dude. and those these are the people they grew up traumatized you know they're placed there whatever that's a different show but this you know barbie is a dissociative beta you know mind control slave and, and it's you know the new the new uh future of of womanness is is this oh no is this a chip is this a chip <laughs> putting the chip in the in the in the hand is that like a microchip so application? T- take a look at this so mattel introduced the barbie in the 90s permanent tattoos were huge for those in the late teens and 20s temporary rubble and tattoos were the next big thing to those kids who couldn't get their parents to sign off on getting a butterfly on their face there's nothing wow. wrong with tattoos but then i decided to zoom in here Take a look at that background. You got pandas. Yeah, pandas. You've got hearts within hearts. Yeah, yeah, girl lover. Girl lover. So all of that symbolism right there. She's got the inverted inverted pentagram flower over her. You know what? Oh yeah. (laughs) You know what? Oh, that's Crowley used that a lot inside the universal hexagram too. That Mm -hmm. that is that actually represents Inanna. That is, it's a rose, but it's a it's called the rosette. And it's it's five petaled uh, rosette, and that's in the you know the rosy cross right there right. in the in the middle of the cross. That represents the uh, fertility cult of Inanna. Uh, I spoke about it with NY Patriot on his show, and the we did a one about ancient transgender cults, and Inanna is is the scarlet whore. Like Inanna is. Um, the uh, fertility, um, the, the story of Demeter and Persephone, the story of Ishtar, Inanna goes into the underworld. Um, there's many, everybody should listen to that episode that we did. Maybe oh, yeah, that was a good Inanna episode. Yourself. But that right there, on her, that is the rosette. That is Inanna right there. That's great. I, thanks for bringing this picture <laughs> yeah i just happened to i was like wait a minute <laughs> zooming into the background as you were showing some of the other stuff earlier i mean they got some crazy other models like but this one in particular i just wanted to bring up real quick because i thought yeah. that was crazy. and like, it's, what it's the fuck branding is the hand it like it's a like a branding it, yeah. You know? yeah yeah and what 
what the fuck does a panda have to do with this? Exactly. You know, so like when they put this subliminal, you know, stuff in the background that other people don't, they don't pick up with what's really being sold to kids here. I mean, you know, it's not us saying about those, uh, those symbols. So take a look at the FBI report that talks about these are the symbols that certain traffickers and pedos <laughs> use to communicate to each other. Same. You know, and then you look this and it happens to have three, four of the same symbols that are on that list. Right. I mean, it's not by accident. It's just no, programming. No. Yes. And it and it's a little cue for for the the others that understand that type of symbology. Like, hey, this is that. And this is what, you know, it shows the intention of the toy to those that have eyes to see. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And here we got the universal hexagram. There's the rosette in the center. Yeah. There. Yep. And in the five petaled rose even goes with Gabura on the left side of the tree, which would be the female side, which I think is when you kind of get birth, you know, in, in a sense. And the, and Venus, um, the star Venus makes a five petaled uh, from our perspective on earth. When we see the, um, the orbit of Venus around the sun, it, it traces a path of five petaled star. Really? See, that's yeah. interesting because across, because uh, directly across from Gaborah would be, well, I mean, if you're going through the sun, but you would go to uh, Venus or Netzach. And like, 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 even when it comes to making talismans, if you were to make a talisman for Gaborah, it would be red and the flesh and color would be green because Venus or Netzach is green. So there's somewhat of an influence in there because they do connect. So I even find an interesting connection with that because the five petal. Thing would go with Gabura as well. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. That fertility thing is interesting. As well. I, I'm wondering if maybe that's why they use the butterfly monarch symbol because it looks roughly like this. Yeah. Oh, Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? The five petaled star. Yeah, it kind of looks because the butterfly has like four wings, right, and then yeah. the head. Yeah, and um, the uh, oh, I lost it. Okay, sorry, I had a thought. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. So the okay, here I'll I'll take over here. So the um the this was one big like they it, it was total mind control to push the entire society. And then when we look at where we're at now, and we got this, we got the trannies, we got the kids want to be the satanic witch, um. And then, like, now our society is ready for the takeover. Um, it is, that is why they're pulling, the, that's why the pandemic is now. Because we're fully, we're fully ripe for the, the new world order. Um, this has been the preparation. They've prepared us for transhumanism. They've prepared us for being the opposite of ourselves as a satanic inversion to be this satanic inversion. Um, this it's like, we've finally arrived at the fully satanic, uh, time. And now they, they're ready. Now they're putting all the gears into motion, new world orders in full effect. And, uh, I hope the listeners can look back at you know what I've said and look further and see what I didn't say. You know, there's a lot to it, and um, you know, I guess it's just a little, just a just a peek down the rabbit hole, and 
Uh, if anybody has any comments or they want to uh, share some information or whatever, send me an email. You can find my email at uh, onegreatworknetwork.com. Uh, I'm in the creator section. You look under my name, Sean McCann, and there's uh, you can click to email me. You can click to donate. I would be very appreciative if you would. I, you know, I'm, I need all the all the money I can get. I'm a poor poor slave, and um, and you can find all my work there. Um, I you can find my show Wake the Dead on Odyssey, Bitshoot, Rumble, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, um, and many more. And um, and I have I sell uh, designs. I have a T-shirt uh, store where you can find. Uh, you can find that at, at storefrontier.com slash wake the dead. And every sale helps me to continue with my life and you know, pay for providing. I got a, yeah. yeah, I got a family and you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, listening and I, 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 I like to be able to get it out and you're my friends and I want you guys to hear what I'm thinking about. And it's, it's great that you. I thought this was a great fucking episode, man. I had fucking interesting awesome. shit, and I know like yeah. I might kind of sound silly, but I don't think like I really do think like a, a child's toy really could be useful. Exactly. You know like, a, I mean, look at it now. I mean, I hate to say it, but like people are going out and getting stuck basically as being, oh, that was a free accessory I have now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just so I can have what somebody else has, and I can fit in. Yeah, dude. It's a free accessory. Yeah. Give it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. Fuck. And then they got him by the hook. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> reel him in. Reel him in. Yep. Yep. Total yep. slaves. Yep. On the hook. Cuts <laughs> out, right? Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck, so man. this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sean. That was a fucking ba- I had banger of an episode. It was, it was definitely yeah. worth the inconvenience we had at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, sorry about the technical stuff, but for some reason, StreamYard. <laughs> I don't think like, it was your fault. It was probably just StreamYard fucking bugging out. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the browser, but I'm glad we got it fixed out. So oh, next yeah. time, I'll, I'll, I'll use this browser. It'll all work out fine. Sounds good. Oh, Sounds good, man. Yeah, you plugged awesome. all your stuff. Um, his links will be in the bottom as well. All his links, even the, the, the T-shirt thing that he was talking about. I have the link for that, the Frontier. Because I'm pretty sure that's a new link too, right, Sean? Did you switch yeah, over? I changed it to Wake the Dead so it's easier to find. Yeah, I uh, have before that. Before it was a- Definitely. Good. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think before that, I remember when I put it in my in the notes one other time, it was like fucking like two lines, wasn't it? Some shit. It was like a huge Yeah, it's like link. a long octoritas. It, <laughs> yeah. it was Latin for uh, authorities and illusion. I thought I was being clever, but it's too much for people to remember. <laughs> so I changed it. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> like fuck, cheap. Yeah. So uh, cheers, guys. I, you know, I love you guys, and I'm glad to yeah. be here again. And uh, you know, I hope you. Uh, I hope we can have more conversation in the future. Oh, we will. You know, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd fuck like yeah. to have you guys on my show sometime. Yeah. I don't think oh, I've had know. both of you on yet, so we oh, should, okay. We should schedule something. Make Definitely. A, yeah. you know, make a plan. Sounds good. That'd be great. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, I always, uh, like, I, like I said, you probably got to be, uh, I mean, besides now, like, people that I might use as co-hosts, you have to be, like, the most, you know, <laughs> the guests that we've had on the most for our show and my show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, da, da, <laughs> there's a reason <laughs> There's a reason for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah, I'm, Rocky at the, I'm Rocky at the top of the stairs. <laughs> He's got the belt. He's got the belt so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> fucking G.I. Joe or a uh, Barbie oh, guy in his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing. G.I. Joe. I was thinking of that, too. Came but... from Barbie. 
they the the Hasbro wanted to have a toy like Barbie, but for boys. And so they took the Ken doll and they sanded his hair off to make a flat top like a military guy. And they gave him military clothes. And there's that's the beginning of G.I. Joe. And G.I. Yeah. Joe was created from like Joe was what the 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 foreigners used to like. We would call them Charlie and they would call us G.I. Joe like in World War Two because like they, they would hear the radio and the radio would be putting out the propaganda and this oh man it's a whole thing but yeah gi joe is related to bart like there would be no gi joe if there was no ernest dictor and barbie and this whole corporate That's hedonism wild. and you know 2022 pr- they'll release a new model of gi joe called gi ho it's a transgender private <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> yeah yeah okay, like- uh, you can undress him anywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on barbie let's go party yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it's a weird world we live in i mean at least we can look at it and laugh so. sometimes you have to my man sometimes you have yeah. to <laughs> fuck so yeah so that's uh yeah all your all your links and everything i have of yours i'm pretty sure i have like all of them your links will be in the bottom uh, our links are in the bottom inside the link tree. That is Lux's show, my show, the Occult Rejects, our Element server. Check out our Element server if you haven't yet. Sean has a channel in there as well, so you can see his stuff. I think we even have it set up that his channel, I, if I'm correct, Sean, I think they set it up to where your RSS feed posts. So, oh, like, yeah. even when you drop a show, if you're in our Element server, you'll get a notification. Sean dropped a show. So go check it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Yeah, of yeah, course. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that was I thought that was a great episode. I mean, that's why I had you on, man. Thank you very much. You killed it. That was a fucking occult rejects for sure. I had a great time and we had some great laughs, probably when we shouldn't have, but there was still good laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> you know?